You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. All right. What's up, everybody? Y'all feeling okay? All right. My sunglasses just broke, so that's awesome. That's what I just see that. That's part of my, okay, cool. Uh, So, oh, look at that. We got a worship leader who's going to give me some sunglasses today. Can we get a honk for Derek, everybody? Honk for Derek. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Okay, so my name is Chase. I'm one of the pastors around here, and um, I'll tell you what, I've been up since about 6.30, 7 o'clock, so pumped to get to church because of what we start today. We start a new series called Galatians. Um, If you're not familiar with Galatians, that is a book of the Bible, and it's one uh, one of the staple books of the Bible itself, and so uh, I'm super pumped about it because it's one of my favorite books for sure. And, um, and so today we start that series. It's like a five-week installment. Man, I've got a lot of stuff up here, don't I? Uh, it's a five-week installment that we're going to go through each chapter of the, the book. And uh, I think Eddie at the end, he's going to combine a couple. But we're going to go through the book of Galatians, and we're going to try to help you understand what the book is all about. Why? Why Galatians? Why Galatians? Well, first, I want to give a shout out to those that are watching online. I know we got a lot of people watching online. Hey, Lexi, can we honk our horns for those watching online? Yeah. All around the world, we see you. We know you are watching. And so uh, I've heard from some of the parents, hey, uh, the kids are a little crazy today. We're going to watch from online. I get that. I get that. So uh, those in the parking lot, you are here, and I'm so proud of you for coming today. I'm so proud of you for hanging out with us. Uh, I wore a black shirt in the sun. Don't know why I did that, but I'm here, and I'm going to give the word, and I'm just hoping that you guys are going to hang in there with us. So why Galatians? Why Galatians? Well, we believe that Galatians is, like I said, one of the main pivotal points of the Bible because Paul, he has a direct word from God. He has a direct word from God, and he's like, I'm going to try to explain this to the people of a, a, a town called Galatia, all right? Turn to your neighbor and say, Galatia. It's just fun to say, all right? The Galatia, that's it. All right, so uh, Galatia is one of those books that it has so much advice and direction and wisdom of how we should live our lives. And in a, in a like, a, if you're not familiar with who Paul is or who Galatia or Galatians is, I encourage you to do this one thing. If you have the app, this is a big resource for this series. It's a big resource for those that are watching online and those that are in the parking lot. Because I put on there a link for you. There's some guys uh, that put a thing called the Bible Project together. And it's one of my favorite tools for preaching. It's one of my favorite tools for just trying to understand what is this Bible thing all about. And so I put a link there for you. And it's like a little video that gives you a complete overview of Galatians. And it's not one of those videos that's like, this is God and this is what he means and how, he sh- how you should live. No, it's very animated. It's really cool. For me, I'm an ADD kind of person, a visual person. And so there's this drawings that gives you an overview of what Galatians is all about. So if you're ever confused in the book of Galatians, use that resource, okay? But for today, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of where we are right now, all right? 
Like I said last week, if you were here or you're watching online, the Apostle Paul, he wrote a letter in the Bible called Galatians. This letter was to a group of people in a town called Galatia, which is now modern-day Turkey, all right? And Paul, he would travel around and he would just tell people about Jesus, what, he, what Jesus would, could do and did do for them, he, about the rescue and the freedom that they have in Christ. And so Paul was much more of a, a church planner than he was a pastor, okay? Uh, a church planner goes around and they, he plants churches and grows leaders, and those leaders move on to do mighty things for the kingdom and that church. And so he, in Galatia, he started all these churches, and Paul started, uh, you know, helping them out, teaching them about Jesus, telling them about, here's, here's, here's the gospel. The gospel means good news of Jesus. Here's the good news of Jesus. And Paul went around, and he's doing all that. And then he went away to start other churches. But then there was this other group of people that came in, and it was more about the rules and the legalism of Christianity, and and they started teaching that. And so there's this bit of confusion going on. So, sorry, if you have your Bibles, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to Galatians 1, and we're just going to start in verse 12. I know that sounds funny, but we're going to bounce around for a little bit. I'm not going to read verse by verse, but I will handle verses 1 through 12 for you today. And then the rest of it's just a little bit of history, but I encourage you to go listen and, or to go read uh, the, the rest of chapter 1. It's real short. It's not that hard, okay? Here we go. Verse 1, chapter, I mean, chapter 1, verse 12. It says, this great message I delivered to you is not mere human optimism. Now, this is Paul talking to these churches, these church leaders. He's a little frustrated. His temper is like a little boiling <clears throat> because he said, I just sat there and told you what the gospel is, and you're preaching a different gospel. Check this out. What? Okay, yeah. I didn't receive it through the traditions, and I wasn't taught it in some school. I got it straight from God, received the message directly from Jesus Christ. This is why I wanted to start with this verse. Why is Galatians such a big book of the Bible? Because it was directly to people like yourselves, like me, from Jesus himself. Are you following me? This is not some like professor so-and-so believes this. This is the boss man had a letter on his desk and he's told me to deliver this to you. Are y'all following me? Honk if you follow me. Okay, cool, yeah. If you follow me online, I want you to say amen to your sister or your brother or your mom and dad. Okay, there we go. Perfect. So this is like the boss man straight from the boss's mouth. That's why it's such an important uh, book. So let me pause for a second. And I want to tell you something about the South. Okay, the South, if you go to church in the South, you've been a part of a church. Maybe you're from up north or maybe you're wherever you're watching this. You've heard rumors of this or whatever. Um, in the South, there's a, the phrase is called Sunday best. Has anybody ever heard of, you better wear your Sunday best? Anybody? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up wearing a Sunday best in church, right? There's nothing wrong with a, a little suit and tie. There's nothing wrong with uh, a, a really nice dress. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with your Sunday best. But I entitled my message today, Sunday best. And here's, here's what I mean. I was... Uh, me and my son Emerson, we were longboarding or doing something with a longboard, and he likes to have the AirPods in, and he's longboarding. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm a snowboarder, and I and I was I was with him, and I, we're we're going back and forth, and he puts on this song that reminds me of this message. I want you to listen to this if we got it queued up. I want you to listen, listen. Hey. 
Picture it. Oh. Now listen to these words right here. Feeling blessed. Hey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right here. On my Sunday Okay, 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 okay. So that's what I'm talking about. All right, so I heard that song, and I knew the Galatians was coming up. And I know the writer of this song is not a pastor because he was like, never stressed Sunday best. I'm like, dude, pastors stress on Sunday. I'm just going to throw it out there, okay? But I was listening to this song, and I knew Galatians was coming up, and it dawned on me that that's what God wants you to hear today, all right? So here's where, here we go. A lot of times, we, like this jacket, we put on our Sunday best, right? Just for you guys, I'm going to do it. We put on our Sunday best, don't we? We go out there. It don't matter if it's hot, if it's cool. We're going to put on our Sunday best. And again, there's nothing wrong with our Sunday best. I look pretty good, don't I? Yeah, okay, okay. No honks, but I saw a clap. Okay, cool. So here's, okay, thank you. What's up? What's up? What's up? Okay, thank you. All right, so we put on our Sunday best, and that's fine. That's great. But there's a problem. In our Sunday best, man, we got pockets of garbage. We got pockets of addiction. We got pockets full of shame that we're carrying around. We got pockets full of financial burdens, right? We have pockets that are full of judgment. Come on now, somebody. We've got, we got pockets full of lies. So we put on our Sunday best, feeling, you know, no, never stressed, but we walk into church going, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Or if you're, you know, uh, drive-in, you come in, we're like, hey, good to see you. I got my Sunday best on. Okay, girl, we'll see you later. Okay, bye now. Now listen, uh, and to the guy, I'll tell you to the guys, they're like, hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, I got my Sunday best on. And then tomorrow, I'm a boss man, and I'm giving my guys, you know what, because they didn't do something, and I'm not showing the love of Jesus. This is what Galatians is talking about. Galatians is talking about a religion, quote unquote, your Sunday best, right? Because we, we tend to only wear our Sunday best on Sundays. We forget that it is a, a lifestyle that we live. We forget that, oh, now Sunday is the Lord's day. Last time I checked, he created every day and the world we live in. So I'm pretty sure that every day is the Lord's day, right? And so my point in this is that, listen, there is nothing wrong, like I said, with wearing your Sunday best. But don't, don't for a second hide away all the garbage that you have inside. Do not hide, hide that away. This, it's not about looking good to come to church. It's not about making sure your car is washed to come to church. It's not about making sure your living room is spotless so you and your kids can have church at all. The problem is, is that we got a jacket full of garbage. We've got purses for the ladies full of garbage. And it's not about the Sunday best. The book of Galatians is religion uh, versus relationship. Or like I like to say, relationship over religion. Sunday best or Sunday best versus surrender. Now, I'll tell you this. Um, the letter isn't about Paul's ego. Galatians, it's not about his preference. It's about understanding why Jesus had to die and how it affects us, not just on Sundays, okay? So if you got your Bibles, Galatians 1, 6 through 7, 
He says, I'm astonished. Paul's saying this. He's talking to these leaders in the church and he's saying, my goodness, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you uh, to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a different gospel? Yeah, there's a different gospel right here, uh, which is really no gospel at all. There's no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. You see, Paul is showing us that there's two approaches to God. There's two approaches to God. In biblical terms, there's two different gospels. One is about the relationship with Jesus, and there's another one out there that people think that is the way, and that is the religion, what you can do on your own. Not about the relationship with Jesus and what he's already done. It's about what you can do. And so you got to be careful what, which approach are you taking to God. Um, I tell you, I, once we find that free gift, a lot of us, I know a lot of us here accepted Jesus and we walk with him daily, but if you're like me, sometimes we forget about that free gift of grace and we have a tendency to move and fall back into this Sunday best. I tell you, as one of the leaders of the church, the amount of stress that it is, like I don't want people mad at us because we're trying to take precautions of opening July 12th. When I see people out and they go, when you opening the doors, pastor? I'm going, I didn't create the pandemic. What I'm trying to do is help you understand that, hey, we need to see that we're not falling back into just our Sunday best. But, and also, I'll tell you this, man, the church has never been closed. I know we keep using the phrase, we're reopening. The church has never been closed. You guys are showing up week after week online. You are watching week after week. You are given to the community. The church is not closed. We may be phrasing it that we're reopening. No, no, no. We're just getting back to where we're meeting together. If you have thought that that building right there is the only reason why we exist, you got it all wrong. See, that is the other gospel. That is what the religion says. Religion says it's about a building and it's what you do, right? It's about the things that you can do on your own. But a relationship says, no, we're going to celebrate what Jesus has already done and we're going to come together as a community and help people find that same freedom in Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen from somebody out there? I'm telling you, man, I get so pumped about this book because it is so true. If someone has told you, you don't look so Christian, then I'm going to tell you just like the end of that verse, evidently, evidently someone is trying to uh, confuse you and they're trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. How do you become godly, you may ask? How do you become godly? In other words, what, what is it going to be, uh, how, what's going to be your approach to get to God, to serve God? What, is, what's a, what approach are you going to use? Let's talk about that for just a moment. In your notes, I put it in here. There's two different approaches to God. One focuses on what you do. That's religion. One focuses on the relationship. We just talked about that. It's not about how much you read your Bible, but it's that you experience Jesus in what you read. Are you feeling me? It's not about, well, I got to read two chapters today. At the end of those two chapters, you go, I have no idea what they said. No, it's about when you read the Bible, you experience Jesus 
through what you've read. You long for, the, the difference of these approaches is you long for that relationship. And you read just to move closer to him. You don't read because you have to. You don't pray because you have to. You read because you long for that experience from Jesus. That's the two different approaches. John 5, 39 through 40, it's, this is, I love this. It says, you have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you'll find eternal life there. All right, you ready? But you miss the forest from the trees. These scriptures are all about me. This is Jesus saying, all about me. And here I am standing right before you, and you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. How many of us have been trying our best to figure it out, and Jesus has been standing right there the whole time? Saying, listen, it's not about how much you know. The question is, do you know ultimately Jesus? Are you walking with him? I'm not saying that schools aren't good enough. I've went to some schools. I've taken courses to dive deeper into the Bible. I know, I get it, but it doesn't stop there. The ultimate thing is Jesus. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, it's about Jesus. What approach do you have, religion or relationship? Religion or relationship? Here's another approach. One focuses on getting God's approval. That's a religion. And one focuses on receiving God's love. That's the relationship. If, if you grew up like me, sometimes, now my parents, they were great parents, and they did, they taught me well about the love of God. But I had friends who always thought that God was mad at them. You lived a life in fear of this God who's up there going, please don't hurt me, God. Oh, please don't hurt me. They have this fear of God. And what I love is that that's nowhere near the truth. The Bible tells us every day, we can read through here, that that is not the case. God is with you. He is for you. I think it's Psalms 2. He talks about how God is full of joy and laughter. He's not up there on his throne going, oh, my word, you're doing what? There's a pandemic down there? There's riots in the street? No. He's full of joy, and he's saying, I love you. Come to me. I have the answers. He's right there in front of you. You, are, you got your nose in Facebook and Google and media, and you're trying to figure out this world, and instead of looking to Jesus, you're looking for human answers. You're not going to find them. You're not going to find them. You will find them in Jesus. I love this. Uh, Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. You ready? While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Do you know what that means? What's crazy is that God knows all about and more about your sin life than you do, and he still likes you. He still loves you. Are you following me? Jesus died while we were still sinning. Jesus loves you while you were still sinning. Now, that's not a, a, a free card for you to go and sin and, and do all that. Well, God, forgive me. Woo! No. Because when you have a relationship with Jesus and you are madly in love with that person, the other stuff doesn't, it's not attractive to you. 
I'm not saying that you don't have temptations. I'm not saying that you won't have trials in your life. But what I am saying is the first thought that comes to mind is that conviction of Jesus first, everything else second. He doesn't like what you did. No, I've always said this. Uh, he, I've always said that God loves the sinner but hates the sin. God loves the sinner but hates the sin. When your focus is on the relationship, you understand that. That God loves me despite my sin. Uh, he, I heard a pastor, Chris Hodges, say this. He said, he didn't wait for you to change so he could start loving you. He loved you so you could change. Holy cow, isn't that good? He's not up there waiting for you to change so he can love you. He's, he's loving you and he loved you so you could change. Not for a Sunday best, but for a relationship with him. You don't get your act together to get to God. You get to God so you can get your act together. Man, I don't know about you, but I, I woke up this morning and I felt like preaching. Is anybody with me out there? I love it. Here's the deal. 1 John 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. Wow. Does that not speak to right where we are as a society? You turn on the news, you look on Facebook, look on Instagram, Snapchats, all over the place. I think right here, Paul's letter speaks wisdom and clarity into the first controversy that plagued the church in the early years. The relationship between Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles. That's where this Galatians whole thing is at. Now, I want you to understand the parallel of where we are now and where Paul was back then. Paul's frustrated, and he has this tone, and it, and it shows that it, how important it was to him that people embrace unity in Christ. No matter what their racial uh, distinctions were, they... He, it was straight from God's lips. Unity in Christ. Unity in Christ. What approach do you have to God? The religion versus relationship. Religion versus relationship. You, uh, are you looking for approval or are you focusing on receiving the love that he is giving? I, I, I'm just going to be honest here. If we would focus on the love of, of the love of Christ that he gave to us and that he gives to us, maybe we wouldn't have the issue with loving others, even if it means that we're different. I'm telling you, oneness is not the same as sameness, people. I talked about this in, in, at youth Wednesday night. I had a lot of students asking me questions, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with their friends. They're trying to figure out what's going on with their parents and, and all these questions and parenting during a pandemic, parenting during riots and, and the, the Black Lives Matter, and, and we're trying to figure out all this stuff, and I'm supposed to, as a pastor, come to you and give you answers. I don't have the answers. Eddie doesn't have the answers. But what we do have is we have the love of Jesus, and what we do have is we have compassion. And what we do have, we have mercy, and we have grace for those that are hurting. Why? Because he first loved us, we can love. Can anybody give me an amen on that one? We may not have the answers, but I'll tell you this. If you're only wearing your Sunday best, that's not going to be the answer. That is not going to be the answer. It's hard for us to share what we haven't experienced ourselves. So if you approach God 
with the approval need, the chances are it's going to be hard for you to love someone else unconditionally. That's just a side note. But it's amazing to me the parallel that we are in with Galatians being unified. That's the, hey, we're unified in Christ. And where we are now, we're unified in Christ. Again, I'll say it. What approach do you have to God? The last one is this. One focuses on external duty. One focuses on internal desire. Internal desire. Well, I got to pray this much. I got to give this much. I got to read my Bible this much in order to get to God. Well, Chase, I don't want to, but I guess I will. How many people got friends like that? Maybe that's you. I'll go to church if I have to. My wife's making me. (laughs) Listen, that's external duty. That's external. The other one is internal desire. It's the it changes from, do I have to, to, it's the joy of my life to serve you, God. It's a complete different attitude change. And this is what I want for you. We don't want you to approaching God because you have to. We want you approaching God because it's what you want to do. There's a big difference. First John 5, 3 and 12 says, this love for God, or this is how you love God, to obey his commands. Well, Chase, see right there. Right there, he's got it, right there. You gotta, it's, you gotta obey, it's about your doing. And his commands are not burdensome. Okay, well just hold on. Let's think about what you just said. You're mad about the obeying part, but he literally says, right, his commands are not burdensome. Yeah, right, Chase, you don't know my household. Okay, well I do know this. I do know if you're not in love with Jesus, if you're not in love with Jesus, like Pastor Chris Hodges said, if you're not in love with God, the Bible's going to be one of the hardest things that you ever read. If you are not in love with Jesus, your burdens and those commands, they're going to be heavy. They're going to be too, too real for you to handle. When you fall in love with Jesus, and that is your surrender, it's the greatest joy to follow in his ways. It's the greatest joy The verse continues, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. Well, Chase, how? How do I make every day my Sunday best? How do I turn my Sunday best into surrender? How do I do that? As we close, it's pretty simple. Two things, you ready? The first one is I want you to fall in love with Jesus. That's too simple. No, that's the foundation. Fall in love with Jesus Our desire is not for you to be religious. Our desire for you as a church online and in the parking lot, for you to fall in love with Jesus. Because when you fall in love with Jesus, your whole demeanor changes. Everything about you, the way that you make decisions, the things that you say, the things you do, it changes. When you fall in love with Jesus, that's what we're about. We're not about a religion. We're about a relationship with Jesus. The whole Christian thing changes when you are in love with Jesus. John 14, 15, it says this. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Whoa, hold on a minute. Well, here's the thing. If you love me, comma, you will obey what I command. Let me ask you this. What part of the comma are you on? Are you on the obey side? And if I obey, then, I, then I'm loved? Or are you on the 
love me and you will obey. Now, well, let's think about this. Hold on now. What I read, and if I'm reading through my Sunday only eyes, my Sunday best eyes, and that's it, I read that it's a like a command and I'm, it's a harsh thing and I'm worried about what, what are the commands. I'm, I'm so frustrated. But if I read it with the surrender eyes and th- that person that I'm in love with and I'm in a relationship with, the way that I read that is if I love him, I will obey. It will come second nature. I will obey. It's not a you will obey. It's I will. It just, it will happen. Like, if I love my wife, right? I, I love my wife dearly. And I, I tell you, like, if I wasn't in a relationship with her or I didn't in love, if I wasn't in love with her, then the thing, we wouldn't be together, right? And it would be so confusing. And it would be like, oh, I got to go here with her. I got to go to this. And vice versa, she's got to go there with me. But no, I'm in a relationship with my wife. I will die for my wife. I love my wife. I go out of my way to show her that I love her. And so I will do whatever she would like to do. Why? Because I love her. When you're in a relationship with Jesus, friends online and in the parking lot, let me tell you, when you're in a relationship with Jesus and you go the extra mile to say, God, I'm in love with you. You want it, the commands won't even cross your mind because it comes second nature. If you love me, you will. If you love me, you will. Now, Satan, as we start to wrap up, Satan's going to try to condemn you. He's going to try to go out as his way to say, you're not doing it right. You're not saying the right things. You're not doing the right things. Do not let him do that. That's not of God. Well, how do I overcome that? By my last point here, make the choice every day. And Deuteronomy says, now choose life. Make that choice every day. We have to make the choice, as it says in Romans, to put on righteousness of Christ. Not put on the Sunday best, but put on the righteousness of Christ every single day. It is not about coming to church and marking it off your list. What really matters now is what you do with what you've heard from God today. What really matters now is your neighbor down the street showing them love, showing them compassion, showing them that they're worthy. That's what matters. It has nothing to do with the clothes that you wear. It has everything to do with the righteousness that you have put on and you choose every single day. So how do I want to close? Back to the start. Back to the start. Galatians 1, 4 and 5. It reads this. So I greet you with great words, great peace, grace and peace. Friends, I greet you right now as we start this Galatians series. I greet you now with grace and peace. Where we are as a society, I greet you now with grace and peace. We know the meaning of those words because Jesus Christ rescued us from this evil world we're in by offering himself as a sacrifice for our sins. God's plan, this is my favorite part, God's plan is that we all experience that rescue. God's plan is for creation to experience the rescue that Jesus can offer. And Paul was trying his best to to teach that to a confused, messed up culture. 
And what I'm doing right now is I'm telling you I'm confused and I'm messed up just like all of us. But what I do know is that I try my best to clothe myself in righteousness and not just put on a Sunday best with a pocket full of garbage. With a pocket full of garbage. He doesn't want our Sunday best. What he wants is our surrender. He doesn't want our Sunday best. He wants our surrender. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes no matter where you are? Maybe if you have kids in the back seat or you have kids at home, maybe you tell them just, hey, give me, give me just three minutes. Give me three minutes. Somebody today is going to receive Christ because they're on the other side of that comma and they've been worried about the commands that Jesus is offering or saying, hey, follow me. And they are so worried about it that they haven't surrendered their life to Christ. Today, I'm believing it. I'm speaking it in Jesus' name that someone's going to live on the other side of the comma and they're going to give their life to Christ and they're going to say, no matter what, I follow him and I will obey his commands because I'm in love. If that's you today, it's real simple. I just want you to pray this prayer. I just want you to pray this. Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. I love you. And from this day forward, I follow you. From this day forward, you have my heart. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name. If that's you today, I want you to just, there's a hand that's on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, the website there. There's like a little hand, salvation hand. Will you click that button right now? If that's you and you gave your, your life to Christ, I want you to click that button. If you're in this parking lot and you surrendered your life to Christ, I want you to go on the app there and I want you to click that button that says salvation. It's so important for you to do this so we can come alongside you and walk with you through this. It is very important for you to to stand up and say, hey, I am a believer. I have made a decision to follow Christ. And maybe today you're saying, hey, listen, I am a believer, but I'm I'm on the wrong side. And I I want to know Jesus more. That's you today too. Send us a prayer request. Let us know where you are. Let us know where you are. Can we take just about five to 10 seconds, maybe you bow your heads or close your eyes, something, and just enjoy the presence of God because there's no way in this world that we're gonna make it on our own or do any of these things that Paul has said to us and those things that I've pre- preached today without Jesus. Maybe you need some reflection in your life. Go through the notes. Take about 10 seconds. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.